What is the transsulfuration pathway? Why does B6 and glutathione and MTHFR have anything to do with it? So I'm going to kind of tie all that in together. So hang on a second. I've got to add something into a note here. All right, we are live on Facebook and live on YouTube everywhere now. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Purser again. I'm going to keep introducing myself as we go to more channels. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about, um, hang on, I'll tell you because it's kind of a long name, MTHFR, glutathione, CBS, not the not the news station or television station, but CBS, the, the, um, the genetic SNP, uh, B6, or pyridoxine, and the critical transsulfuration pathway. Like, what, what is this all about? Well, um, oh, hang on, let me back up. Brecken is across from me. Say hi, Brecken. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, and Jackson's over there to my right. <clears throat> I am over here too, yes. In studio <laughs> purser uh, on the top floor of our building. Um, <laughs> where we have a biotech in my medical office downstairs. The top floor, floor two. Awesome. <laughs> is it what is what? No, it's like 484. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. We're trying to create the imagery, Jackson. Uh, nice. Going along with me. Do you yes. want to play your little thing you created? You're so yeah. proud of it. It's, Let's do the intro real quick. You know, a little proud intro for Jackson. Mm -hmm. I just love playing it because then it shows us. Hello. Do I wave too, or is it just you two? Uh, you can wave too. You can always wave. <laughs> okay. So, so Brecken, you're going to kick it off with questions. Yeah. Well, well, at least one question. First, why don't you say it again? Because what will it, what is transsulfuration? I don't even transsulfuration know. Transsulfuration is is moving sulfur groups around. So you're trying to you're trying to convert the transsulfuration pathway is about converting homocysteine, which is incredibly inflammatory. Probably the worst inflammatory molecule in your body next to radioactive iodine or something like that. Or, or, or a flaming lava chip or something. Um, but it's the most inflammatory cardiovascular um, and, and um, it's just bad. It causes vascular inflammation like crazy. And you're converting it to the best thing in your body, which is glutathione. So um, if people have low glutathione levels on their intracellular testing, and we see it all the time, they have probably some problem with their transsulfuration pathway. The uh, it, CBS uh, SNP is a big part of it. It's the gateway in a number of ways to entering the transsulfuration pathway and making it work. Um, it's powered by B6 or pyridoxine, really critical. Yeah, can you post one of those transsulfuration pathways, the one that shows it, the one with the, the pink homocysteine to cysteine to glutathione? Yeah, I can't post it like in the comments, but we can post it on later. Yeah. Okay, later. So it'll come up. And you guys have seen my posts on Facebook. Did you did they see any of those on TikTok? Mm -mm. Mm, not quite. We have to do other posts for it or stories. Okay. I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's okay. What what is who what is TikTok? Okay, well let's not get into that. Clearly it's not for my generation. Um I don't know most doctors even know what TikTok is. Maybe if they're in their 20s 
30s they might know jared knows i think people know what tiktok is <laughs> i know what it kind of is i just don't know what it does it's just another social media platform i, I get that but i don't know how you use social media eyes on it well you're doing right or now you social mediate <laughs> yeah i don't even know why anyone I, since mm. i don't know what it is why does anyone follow me on there i don't, <laughs> I don't quite get it i mean i'm a doctor i'm an, I'm an md not a I don't know. I'm pretending to be a naturopath a lot, which is really fun. But okay, so um, so it's bad if you can't convert homocysteine to glutathione. Bad, bad things happen. Yeah. Um, when I was state um, geriatric medical director for a number of years, I I got took over a lot of nursing homes in my time, and um, he had to follow all these laws, make sure the regulations were were followed perfectly. Usually they weren't being followed. That's when I was called in and brought in to make sure I followed all the laws perfectly um, so they could pass surveys and stuff like that. All these big nursing homes in Salt Lake, in Utah County, and I'm sure everywhere in the state had a room or two with anywhere from four to 16 younger women in those rooms that had stroked out, that had, mm. had severe strokes. They were in mostly vegetative state. Yeah. I mean, they were just all contracted and it was just horrible. And their husbands would come in with their four little kids. These are women's in their twenties and thirties. So young. And no one knew why they'd had strokes. So um, one thing I found out was that almost all of them, I mean, this is Utah. So 85% of the population we think has MTHFR. Um, and I think, all, all those women probably had transsulfuration problems because they all had super high homocysteine levels. And almost all of them had been on birth control pills at one time or another. You take, you have bad MTHFR, you have bad transsulfuration pathway problems, and you take birth control pills, you're in trouble. Yeah, big time. So, yeah. And so it'd be so sad because these husbands would bring their, I remember this one bringing his four little kids in, mom, couldn't even talk to him or anything. Just broke my heart every time. I, I'm about to, I'm not gonna cry, but um, mm -hmm. it was hard to watch, it was really sad. So um, these four little kids kind of crying by their mom. Every Sunday the guy'd come in. Yeah. God. Um, so, and I was determined to figure out why. Um, so. And you think birth control pills was partially a part of that? Yeah, yeah, they give you a two hundred fifty percent increase risk in stroke and stroke risk, and on average, uh, that's pretty high. Breast cancer risk too, same thing, same percentage. It's it's high. Yeah. You add in home uh, transsulfuration problems and a high homocysteine level, you get a much higher risk. Man. Um, at the at the at the end of this, if you look down, um, homos I did some PubMed searches, homocysteine and stroke. On PubMed, just search those two words. 17,363 articles. A lot. That's a lot, mm -hmm. yeah. Homocysteine and myocardial, infar myocardial infarction, or MI, or heart attack. Uh, 9,771 articles. What they don't say is these are in young people. So if you know someone in their 20s or 30s who had a stroke or a heart attack um, and uh, hadn't done anything else, just lived a normal life, I'm really serious about the not doing anything else. I'm going to say what the other thing is they shouldn't have hadn't done, but <clears throat> but most of you guys can figure it out because um, you're in tune, you're awake. Uh, 
But um, yeah, it's homocysteine is the problem. Yeah. They'll have a high homocysteine level. Doctors hardly ever check it. So if you do have a CBS error on your NutraHacker or a GGH error, um, go look for those, GGH, SNP, or, or a um, CBS SNP. Go look and get a homocysteine level. You can use that direct labs link on my website and order it yourself if your doctor won't order it because he doesn't know what it is and he's not going to order witchcraft. No, it's a cardiovascular inflammatory molecule. Um, for example, homocysteine and cerebrovascular accident or CVA, 17,424 articles. That's wow. pretty much similar to a stroke. That's why they're kind of both high. Homocysteine and pyridoxine or B6, 2,344 articles. If you have a high homocysteine level, there's a really good likelihood you have a really low B6 level. Now you can't go slamming and taking a ton of B6. You can get toxic on it. So you gotta be careful, you gotta know you have that intracellular deficiency. And then you take P5P, you take small doses of B6. Um, just beware, you can't get toxic. It's rare, I've seen two patients with it. It causes a lot of neuro neuropathic stuff. Um, and um, and is I don't know, it's debatable whether they had it or not, but uh, they got better when they stopped taking excess B6. Is there, um, what is like a normal um, homocysteine level? It varies according to the lab equipment, usually below nine. Okay. Um, but yeah, it varies according to the lab equipment. So um, anyway, sorry, I'm blathering on about this. <laughs> so um, so um, real, real quick, I think just to, to do a very good base uh, for everyone, like what is glutathione, why is it important? And then we can really understand the genetics behind why you need glutathione in your body. And a lot of people just can't make much of it, mm -hmm. too clearly, because of genetic SNPs they have. Genetic errors or, or mutations that, they're not mutations, they're really transcription errors, but they've been passed down from their parents and from their ancestors. So glutathione is, um, is the most potent super antioxidant in your body, by far and away. It's been one of those um, pharmacologic problems, how to make a functional glutathione forever. I mean, for probably 50, 60 years, people have tried to make a functional glutathione. And uh, we're, we were the first to do it, so I know a lot about glutathione. Um, and um, and it's, uh, it removes toxins. It's how you remove viruses, extremely important for viruses. Um, EBV, HIV, stuff like that. Uh, all of them, all the major ones you've heard of in the last few years. Um, critical for antiviral work. All kinds of good articles have come out in the last year or two mm -hmm. about how important it is. If you have a low glutathione level and get some viral infections, you're dead. So you do not want to have a low glutathione level or you will die. How do you um, test for glutathione level? You can get serum levels. We, do, we actually do intracellular stuff. It's in that intracellular panel we use. So glutathione, white blood cells, uh, ceruloplasmin, which I talked about, I think, last Facebook Live, uh, because ceruloplasmin and white blood cells use it like a, like a spear to grab things, to poke things, like white blood, like viruses, metals, all kinds of stuff. You know, and, and they stick the sticky end, which smells funky, smells sulfury. Yeah. Um, and we have our new um, 
version coming out, which is mango peach, which is really good. Mm -hmm. You've tried it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. much better. <laughs> Jackson, you've tried it. I know you've tried you've it. You've tried oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, the flavor is I, We've all tried it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. As yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot better. Not the tart tangy. Um, um, lemon peppermint. <laughs> lemon peppermint. That was the only flavor we could figure out that kind of worked with it for a while. Um, it would be yeah, the mango peach really masks the sulfury mm -hmm. taste. It's quite good. Tastes like a mango peach milkshake, in my opinion. Ooh. But uh, that should be out in the next uh, week or so, uh, for sure. Um, week or so. Yeah, hopefully yeah. the next couple of weeks. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, debatable. Um, so um, that is critical for removing toxins. If you can't produce glutathione or you're low on it, Number one, you probably won't be listening. If, if you're severely low or can't produce it, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd be dead. So you're making some. We have a lot of redundancy built into our genetic system, our body, our physiologies. So even if one area is broken, another area kind of will work. So you can never be completely without it because you were completely without it. You're dead. So um, glutathione is really critical. It's what all other antioxidants serve in your body. They all bow to it. They all want to help it work better. Um, like the the second most potent antioxidant, superoxide dismutase, which we also have patents on formulating that and stuff. Um, our patent applications, actually. They're in process. We're, we'll be awarded them, we're pretty sure. So, um, but um, the third most important super antioxidant is lipoic acid, or alpha lipoic acid. And what it mainly does all day long is serve glutathione and sod to reduce them. So it's going to constantly get take it from oxidized garbage state to reduction. So in any way, the transulfuration pathway is how your body gets rid of homocysteine. It converts it into glutathione. Mm. Um, it uses cysteine to convert it to glutathione and B6 and works some magic. You can see that you'll see the diagrams. Go look at my posts. Go look at our Facebook or our TikTok story that we're going to post. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yep. Story. Yes. Good job. Um, yeah. So, um, so is that is that a good enough explanation? You understand? <laughs> Do they understand? Maybe. Um, who knows? <laughs> um, I don't know if I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a better grasp than so most. So essentially, with transulfuration it's a pathway <laughs> it's a pathway that helps you break down homocysteine homocysteine which is bad if you have high levels because it causes stroke and other oh massive strokes massive heart strokes. attacks so cancer. cardiovascular kind of it's issues incredibly too. inflammatory it causes yeah, it has some really bad symptoms if you're super high in it. But a lot of people have errors in their transulfuration pathways, essentially, where they're not actually breaking it down properly. Yeah, if you're homozygous CBS or double homozygous CBS like that, that new tracker page I showed you today that you're going to mm -hmm. post. Yep. They're doubles, kind of not a great copy, but it works. No. Um, it was done on the fly, yeah. literally. Um, <laughs> So yeah, transulfuration pathway won't work. It won't work. So you will not be able to convert homocysteine yeah. to glutathione. What are some smaller symptoms that people could have that could be causing high homocysteine? Because I know like worst case is stroke, or like the like those people. Oh, that could said. be caused by by homocysteine. Yeah. Uh, you feel like you have 
inflammation all over about it feels like arthritis but it's okay. not it's a lot of pain oh yeah it's bad pain okay. so if you're i had a patient with a severe b6 deficiency severe like absolute almost it was crazy mm. she was so sick and crippled by her pain and now she's not wow so uh because she had massive high, massively high homocysteine level great you have tons of pain then you die from a stroke or heart attack so sad and you're 28. i mean yeah she's in her 20s she didn't die though yeah she's fine now so that's good. but yeah because the low or super low b6 level and the only way i know that's paradoxing by the way the only way I know you'd be able to get that is through that intracellular testing. Cool. You can get serum levels, but they're just not accurate in this yeah. in this venue, this this milieu. With what you need to look at. Not what, yeah, I, they do me no good. Serum levels, nip. So don't send them. Um, but intracellular, cool. As far as I know, the cell science system, um, CMA is the only, well, spectra cell, but this is just a lot more, in my opinion, accurate allegedly more accurate a lot more accurate in my alleged alleged opinion that <laughs> what it's worth um and cheaper and a lot more results so i know so i always look at b6 levels differently this is to teach me more about transulfuration pathways too it's why i do this kind of stuff because i learn more when i talk about it so True. so um so the whole goal of all this yeah. genetic testing really uh, in supplementation despite all the genetic snips, snips with which we're born and stuff or you're born uh, is to make you feel normal just to let you be normal that means you live each day without excessive fatigue or or being tired without nagging pain somewhere or anywhere or, or everywhere um yeah like the girl with the super low b6 level um impacting her transulfuration pathway yeah. um and at the end of the day sleeping blissfully and deeply i mean that's what you, everyone wants so i do that now because my i have no vitamin deficiencies right now uh and i feel really good i feel really solid i feel normal i don't know how we're kids <laughs> and i didn't have a bunch of vitamin i'm sure i did i just didn't know it um uh, all people really want is an optimal life most days um and you say most people don't want to have a devastating stroke at 28. I'd say no one wants that. No. So, um, so, and this transulfuration pathway is just one critical, just one very critical corner of the whole methylation jungle or milieu or, or plantation or, or map that we can biohack. So that's why we're kind of digging deep into it tonight. Just to see if you guys like this kind of deep dive stuff on MTHFR. Uh, there are some other major spokespeople on MTHFR um, you guys know who they are. I mean, they're, they've published books. They're, they have products out there. They talk about their, um, what all they do. They, they, neither one of the two big ones I think of, I can think of right offhand. They hate CBS snips. Well, so do I. Mm -hmm. So, cause if you're homozygous, you're, you're, you're hammered on either or double homozygous, you're really hammered. It doesn't matter if you're so hammered with just one. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you have two. So. If you have a severe B6 deficiency, you're hammered. Yeah. So. We're getting a couple of questions or we're just getting this over and over. Is injectable better than pill form when taking glutathione? Or why don't you explain to them what? No, it's both, they're both oxidized. No. Unless they follow our patent, um, they can't. Because it's a patent violation, we'll go after them. Um, 
But unless they pull our patent, it's oxidized garbage. Because oh. the ketoglutathione is for it to stay unoxidized. It's got to stay so reduced. It's reduced. Yeah. And being injectable in a syringe with air in it, Doesn't you work. don't know the, the water they mixed it in was not um, air-free. Uh, it's worthless, in my humble opinion. Yeah. So, so um, that, I mean, that's why you made VARS glutathione. That, yeah, it's, that was it's, the whole point of it. Didn't it's, so got a, it's got a nitrogen argon gas purge. It, the, it has no air in the water in it. Um, we protect it from the beginning. It's reduced all the way through. We get it from Japan in sealed bag. Um, it's a complex process, but that's our patent. Yep. So, so VARS glutathione is from Physician Designed. You can find I'm it on the physician who designed it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can find it on TikTok shop. It's definitely there or on the Physician Designed website or other places online. you got to look for it. We are currently sold out on TikTok and potentially on Physician Designed unless you have a subscription. Yeah. Our, our inventory is being built out right now. We're hoping to get it back very soon. But otherwise, you'll hear about it as soon as we have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For those videos. <laughs> yeah, because I take it too. Yeah. I want to get my hand on a bottle. It's bad. Bad. Or I just may kill over. You never know. You need it. I need it. <laughs> My last test is kind of low in it, which shocked me. So it's a lot of stress we deal with. Yeah. I had donated blood like two weeks before that. <laughs> okay. So did you have more questions? Mm. Or we're just babbling along here? I need to you got to look at those diagrams I put up on the transulfuration pathway. Look at my posts on Facebook about this whole, uh, comp this whole little Facebook Live. Are there... Um, other deficiencies that will also cause problems with the trans oh big time yeah on our cellular micronutrient assay it's really intracellular i don't they call it cellular but it's intracellular um you might have significant deficiency b6 which i already talked about or glutathione that's the end result um or glycine here's the ones that will hurt you glycine glutamine methionine or serine um so there's nine essential amino acids, uh, which you can only get through your diet. Just to name them real quick, histidine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, tryptophan, and valine. And tryptophan is really interesting because it affects your ability. You make, you make serotonin and melatonin from tryptophan. So if you're low in tryptophan, you can't make serotonin or melatonin, you'll be depressed and you'll have insomnia. Mm. So you'll be grumpy and tired all the time. Wow. So, um, but the 11 essential, 11 non-essential amino acids, meaning you create them in your body, are alanine, arginine, asparagine, aspartic acid, cysteine, glutamic acid, glutamine, glycine, proline, serine, and tyrosine. So the four of those that are really critical for the transulfuration pathway, they're all non-essential. They're cysteine or NAC. They're glutamine, glycine, or serine. If you're low in any of those, your transulfuration pathway is screwed up because it'll suck up every one of those it can. If you're sick, if you need more glutathione, uh, all that, it kicks into high gear. Like you have a viral inflammatory process going on mm. or some type of toxin you've taken or you drank too much the night before or that night, uh, too much alcohol, I mean. Um, and um, imbibe too many fun li liquids. Um, and yeah, they're not that fun. I think, it, interesting enough, uh, multiple of the amino acids and the B6 that you've been talking about 
can also be found in our other products. We the, put I put them in there for a reason. Exactly. The MTHFR products and the copper balance yeah. are all designed to help with exactly those deficiencies to yeah. help the, the transsulfuration pathway. Well, copper balance is designed pathway. to help with the pseudoplasmin functionality, the uh, the uh, copper seat metallothionine and the trend and the transsulfuration pathway. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean those products are there. If you are looking for those amino acids specifically, if you're and, on TikTok and a little bit of B six is on right Exactly. Yep. Yeah. If you're on TikTok, go look at the Dan Purser MD TikTok shop right there. The copper balance product is exactly what we're talking about. Um in the meantime. Uh yeah, definitely. Someone was just asking about your thoughts on CoQ ten as well. We just had a video post this morning about you talking about uh, huh. brain support with CoQ10 and PQQ, all that fun stuff. I was low, I was super low in um, CoQ10 and the CNA CMA I did before a lot before this last one. Um, I had the worst brain fog. It causes really bad brain fog when you're super low in CoQ10. I'd get waves of being tired. I'd by lunchtime, I was usually worn out, but when I got up in the morning, I was worn out. But um, and so I'd been low in five, four different tests. I wasn't low in this last one. Um, first time I haven't been low, but I was taking 20 a day, uh, the uh, mega QNOL, and not something we're affiliated with or make, but we, it's, you get it at Walmart, not tar, not um, Costco. It's sometimes there. I, I've, I've seen it once or I've twice, it but recently. it's usually not. Yeah. Or Amazon, mega QNOL. Yeah. And they have an ultra QNOL. Don't get that one. Get the mega QNOL. It's red, right? Yeah, the, the bottle itself is, is cherry red. Um, and um, if you want to know if you're low in CoQ10 because you get bad brain fog and massive fatigue and your heart gets tired and everything else, um, go take go to Walmart, grab a bottle, get out to your car, have a bottle of water with you, take five. By the time you drive home, if you're not tired and the fatigue and the weird brain fog is gone, you were low in CoQ10. Keep doing that. All so I take. I was taking two to begin with. I always take it because of the, everything I'm on, um, and it's just for good heart health and stuff like that. Um, but if you're taking a statin or you take oral thyroid medication, there's no. I don't know why I say oral. There's no other way to take thyroid. Mm -hmm. You can't take a shot of it, um, or an IV of it, or liquid. Uh, rub it on. Can't do that. So it's oral is the only option. You should take. Uh, uh, ubiquinol or megacunol or one of those, some variant of that. But I think megacunol is the best one out there for the money. Um, and um, so I was taking two. I had that result first come back a year and a half ago. I started taking four, thinking I'd really done it, doubled it. Wow. Um, came back a third time, low again, <laughs> but just they were moderately low. Uh, I took, uh, started on. Uh, eight a day, came back a fourth time, low again, severely low this time. It was getting lower, not getting better. Uh, and I felt it, I was, but I was also doing like 300 push-ups every day and, and trying to run four or five miles, stuff like that, or walk four or five miles um, every night and stuff. And I was worn out, plus doing all the work, running these, you know, helping with these companies I started and, and seeing patients all day long. Um, so I would take eight in the morning, and then at lunch, if I was feeling brain foggy, tired, five more, well, four or five more. By evening before I drove home, I'd be so exhausted, I'd take four more. And when I got home, um, I'd just kind of crawl into the house because again, I was exhausted, I'd take four more. 
So I was seeing 20 a day. I did that for about three weeks. I thought, I got to get ahead of this. So I did. I battled through it. I feel really good now. I'm still seeing about 12 or 14 a day. Good grief. I, I, I emptied every Walmart around here from their, you know, <laughs> I buy four bottles a month off Amazon. Um, but you know what? I feel good. I feel normal. I can work. So I don't, yeah, CoQ10 uh, Co is complicated because it's the last coenzyme co in the energy pathway. And if you're deficient in anything, amino acids, vitamins, anything, it, you'll have a low CoQ10 level. And I keep having a lot of deficiencies because of surgeries, uh, stem cells in my knee, which is like getting good cancer in your knee, uh, and, um, and um, everything else I've been through. So, uh, so yeah. So I want to just talk for a minute about the real, the, the purpose behind what we actually do. I mean, there's so many times we get people with the same or very similar symptoms of depression, yeah. anxiety, chronic fatigue, like there's never been over before. Over and over and over. And I, we see this that same pattern in so many different people, and then we see the same deficiencies in the same yeah. people as well. I, I think the future of psychiatry, for example, is probably going to be interested in vitamin testing if they can get the claws of the drug companies out of out of medicine, I don't know, they, I can't get them out of medicine. There's no way. And they serve their purpose. Um, and all these medications are good bridges or band-aids until you can figure out the real problem. So like for example, if you're low in tryptophan, you're gonna have depression and insomnia. Well, that's depression. That's what they say it all the time. Well, you're depressed, Bob. Well, yeah, Bob is depressed but it's because his tryptophan level is low. Mm -hmm. So I kept doing that too. I went from 500 to, I take 1,500 milligrams of tryptophan at night now. Well, And that's just the way it is. But I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. So when you talk about deficiencies, you're really talking about intracellular deficiencies, the vitamin, mineral, amino acid levels inside of cells, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I look at because mm -hmm. that's affected by your genetics. Yeah. So I don't know if, if they understand that, but yeah, it's a whole different deal. And your NutriHacker Complete matches up really well with your with your deficiencies. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the things you see on that, um, inevitably you're going to show up on your um, on your on your uh, CMA, your intracellular micronutrient panel. And so, yeah, just that the CMA well, the CMA micronutrient assay. This test is available on your website. Is the easiest place to order it. Um, or give our office a call and talk with our front staff down there. They're excellent to help answer your questions and walk through the very first steps. But that's what you do. You get this, this testing done on people, and then you help them get onto the right nutrition, whether supplements and food and other things, to support their deficiencies and their genetics. Yeah, and some of them have had it 10, 20, 30 years. They felt horrible. Can you imagine living that life? Uh, what was that? My phone just went off. <laughs> Brooklyn, you can take that outside. Well, I have to be on it <laughs> for TikTok. Um, so, <laughs> uh, cracked me up. Um, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that kind of sounded salesy, but I guess that's your job, huh? Well, it's not salesy. It's just people Education. are asking about this right now, so I'm trying mm -hmm. to help them understand oh. what these first steps are. The test itself is a blood draw test which we can, set, we can send the kit directly to you and you can have the blood drawn wherever you're at. We can help align even uh, a blood draw station near you or a phlebotomist, anyone near you. Mm -hmm. It just, the test, the sample itself has to be FedExed, overnighted back to the lab in Texas. Orlando. 
We're in Florida. In Florida. Orlando, Florida. Um, he goes right to Disney World. I don't know if Mickey touches it or not, uh, but yeah, it goes right there, right near there. They yeah. can, they can throw a stone. They can throw a, uh, a, 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 a vial of empty vial of your of, of their testing stuff and throw it right at Disney World and probably hit it, bounce it off the fence. So. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> well, still science systems. So. Oh, right there in Orlando, sure. So the testing itself, though, we can send it anywhere in the U.S. And we just found out it can actually go to Canada. Yeah, it can go to Canada. It can be overnighted no. back. It can't yeah. go to Australia. No, but here in in the in North America, Canada, and the U.S. anywhere, if you want to get this kind of testing done, you can. And then you have the great opportunity to work through telemed with Dr. Perser. This is vitamins. I'm. I don't. Sorry. Guess what? I don't even need to be licensed anything to talk to you about vitamins. So, but I am a licensed MD. I even have my practice insurance of, of everything. I have an office of everything. Hmm. Um, only been doing this 37 years. But um, yeah, so I can talk to you about your vitamins. And we make you up a guide, really detailed, where you get them, how you order them off Amazon um, or wherever. Um, but almost all of it's off Amazon. So you can just order them. Yeah. And get on your vitamins, how many to take every day, what the dose will be, and how long to take them. It's usually 100 days to correct these really well. But by about five to six weeks, you're feeling it. And you know, people are pretty astounded by five to six weeks. At 10 weeks, the halfway mark, it's, it should be really obvious. That, or if not, then I adjust a lot at that point. I've In the past, I think I've undertreated a lot of people. I don't do that anymore. I hate you hard. You're going to be taking four a day of that bad boy, three of that other one. Because mm-hmm. so, they're your worst deficiencies. Yeah. So the severe deficiencies we go after. Yep. So just kind of bringing everything back around, it's through the results of this testing that you're able to see in the thousands throughout your patients and over the years, you're able to see very specific um, vitamin deficiencies that correlated mm-hmm. directly with certain genetics, whether that was MTHFR, the CBS, NAT2 errors, all these different things. Or fibro, errors, or fibro, stuff like that. Y- you saw all these things, and that's what you were able to design products and design protocols around it. Yeah. And so that's exactly what the Physician Design Supplement brand is, are products designed specifically for these intracellular deficiencies. Yeah, I see it over and over and over again. Yeah. It's amazing, MTHFR. I've already been through that because you just set up vitamin deficiencies almost every time over and over. And, over. and they're, they're virgin tests, meaning if no one's taking a vitamin at all or supplement, those are the best ones to get. But uh, it doesn't matter if you're taking stuff. It's still, um, I'm going to look for whatever you got going on. We'll figure it out. That, I think that's a really good point um, that so many people and so many doctors um, talk about. If you Google just like, are supplements actually effective? There may be many articles that say it's been known that most supplements don't really have any effect. Yeah. And in many cases, that's absolutely true because someone's genetics, someone's gut bacteria can't properly process and absorb those vitamins. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this kind of testing. Or they don't have that deficiency. Or they don't have that deficiency, sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I mean, this if kind you of don't testing. have a vitamin C deficiency, you can take all the vitamin C you want. It's not going to help. Yeah. Your body's already saturated with it. It's not need what it needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I have seen four cases of scurvy. That's interesting. <laughs> Gums bleeding. They look like pirates. It's weird. Yeah. 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 No Sounds like a joke, but I think it's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Severe body. It's funny they'd been to endodontist, periodontist, infectious disease guys, you know, culture in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Why do you have these swords in there, Bob? Oh, Bob doesn't know why he has the swords, but he, he's really exhausted and it hurts all over. 
because uh, it affects your connective tissue, mm-hmm. having a really bad vitamin C deficiency makes you really achy, uh, and your teeth all fall out. Wow, in the periodontists are clueless. They think it's every one of them got referred to me because they thought it was low estradiol. So There's nothing. Yeah, their estradiol was low, but it's because their vitamin C was low. So you know, it's pretty crazy. So yeah. some people they're asking about pricing for testing and for con- they go to the website and look all yeah. that. It's all on Dan Purser MD. Just look it up online. Yeah, we pretty much do it almost at cost. Yeah. Uh, even we give you a discount on my first visit. It's yeah, I just trying to help you. We do it bundles with testing and consultations. Yeah, so keep saves an eye you a hundred to a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so I'm not. It's funny because I had that friend come up. You know him from Austin. Came up. He has his five men's clinics and. Austin, great. I love the guy to death. He's like, you've written 30 books. You've got all these numbers. We speak all over the world. You educate all these doctors. You do all this stuff. You should be charging 5000 for the first visit and 2500 for follow-ups. I think after I came, crawled up off the floor after I passed out, I was like, this is Utah. Are you kidding me? I, no, no. And my patients would hang me from the flagpole out front. So I, I don't think so. So you I, charge four thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Yeah, I charge a little less. Than that. No, no, no. Like the first visit with that vitamin panel, if you get it's one hundred and fifty bucks, really for a half hour of my time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, that's that's the whole point of what we do through this clinic, is we want to help people. Again, we've we've really tapped into something so unique. This it's basically an algorithm of what deficiencies you have, what genetics you have, what supplementation you need, and boom, you get better. Start there first. Yeah. I mean, I can put you on the same neuropathic meds, antidepressants, everything else that other doctors can, but I'm probably not going to opt for that. I'm going to try and get below that and get to the, your genetics and, and the vitamin deficiency they cause. That's how those genetic SNPs are, are errors that you've received, those transcription errors that have been passed down to you. That's how they affect you. They cause vitamin deficiencies. They cause you to, not, to feel horrible and, and start slowly dying because you have these severe vitamin deficiencies caused by your genetics. So some of them, it's going to be uphill battle forever. You're going to always be on B3 or or B2 riboflavin or B1 thiamine because you have genetic SNPs that require extra amounts of it. So or D, extra D3 if you have VDR TAC, which is a, um, a, a common uh, Northern European D3 error that requires a lot of D3. I usually max people out at 10,000 units a day, and I'm, you can take 100,000, it won't affect that VDR level. You'll never have a good D3 level. It just won't. You just gotta keep it flowing through your system. Yeah. When it comes to genetic testing, people, a lot of people have had a 23andMe done over the years with yeah. the health. Yeah, you get a NutriHacker complete for $37. Yep. Go to the NutriHacker.com website. Um, the next day, when they send that to you, those afterwards, an hour after, or at least maybe even 24 hours after, they'll send you the NutriHacker um, complete imputed version. I want that one. Send that PDF. If you want me to look at it for you uh, and pay me for a visit, uh, please, because otherwise I hate looking at those. I've looked at 15,000 of those. I, they're, brain, they're brain strain. Yeah. Even one of them is, it takes me 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go through it. Um, but it's much easier than trying to go through a 23andMe. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, it's a compiler for 23andMe. Send that to us at info at danpursermd.com, and I'll look at it. I think and then we'll talk. 
This is another good question. But Do I'd you, get the CMA before I got that. Yeah. I get the vitamin panel. It's just if you already have it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I'm still going to say this is great. But it's but not if no. you feel like you do, you need the CMA because otherwise I'm I'm kind of guessing off this, mm-hmm. and and though this is pretty confirmatory, I have some pretty good ideas that we'll send you a guide on that too. But if you really want to get better, get the CMA, get the vitamin panel. Yeah, with testing, you don't recommend stopping your current supplement regimen, yeah. right? No, don't need keep to. Going. It yeah. won't change anything. Just make note of what you're on so that you can discuss that with them further. Yeah, I want to see everything yeah. you're on. I'll yeah. go through it. Yeah. Most of them I'll tell you to stop because I'm putting you on 43 other vitamins because you're really deficient. And you're going to hate life for about, I don't know, three months because you're going to be chugging down 43 vitamins every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you think, you think joking. he's joking. but yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> you guys are going to get used yeah, you're gonna, to... You'll hate me by the time we're done, but you know what? You'll feel better, mm-hmm. and you'll leave me this blasting, uh, awesome Google review. Read my Google reviews if you want to see what I do with this. Please. I've never read one. I guess I should, but... You say I hear that every time. Good. It's time for you to look at your Google reviews. Oh, well, I hear they're like... Patients tell me they're or people want to see me are like, you have like 500 plus five star Google reviews. I'm like, is that good? I don't even know if that's good. <coughs> it's pretty good. We need water. Talking too much. Any other good questions? Uh, uh, someone had a good question about taking vitamin K and vitamin D after having a heart attack and a stent put in. Are there what are their options for um, for for that? I know we've done full Facebook lives and other podcasts on Fish that oil. topic. Yeah. You want a really good one like uh, Designs for the Mega Bell Ultra or Mega Bell Synergy. You need a good fish oil, number one. Number two, you want to get on niacin, a, slow, a controlled release therapeutic niacin. Again, I like the Designs for Health stuff. Uh, that's what I take 1,500 milligrams a day. Stents, huh, that's a touchy subject. Stents. Um, hmm. Again, you've you've done a full podcast exactly yeah. on this before, uh-huh. so look look up uh, Dan Purser, MD, and stents, and that should bring up uh, things on YouTube and other places. Um, to oh yeah, I'm probably sure I made enemies, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Cardio yeah. cardi- uh, cardiologists hate me. I think. It's my, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. The cardiology's done more to improve medical care than any other specialty. It's That's amazing. Ophthalmologists are pretty amazing, but man, cardiologists, they've come so far in the last 50 years. It's crazy. Mm. So stints are not one of their better things, though. Stints don't work. No. Okay, I'll just leave it right there. Okay. Supposedly, they don't work. Allegedly. <laughs> we'll kind of change the topic, but people do ask about uh, progesterone. And BRCA genes and other things. Uh, so that's one of Dr. Purser's like number one topics. Go look up any of his past videos. Oh, he designed a number of progesterone products for various companies. Yeah. You'll find hours of content and books <laughs> on progesterone. Days. Yeah, yeah. My progesterone book uh, you can get on Kindle was number one, has been number one overall on Amazon three times. So it's still a great seller. We love getting the little pennies from that every month. So I have I think I don't know how many books I've got on there, but. Progesterone's really good. My thyroid book, No More Caldan, Cold Feet, is was number one for several months. So, yeah, no, I, so yeah, for everyone on TikTok, if Dr. Purser is new to you, 
Just look him up online. <laughs> there's, there's years and years of content of everything he's been educating people around the world about. Uh, there's, there's so much fun content and so many interesting things. There's books, there's videos, there's courses. Uh, and then we love doing these live podcasts, uh, just being able to interact directly with everyone and hear your questions and hear your, your thoughts and stories as well. And so if you have, if you want us to talk about certain things, if you want Dr. Persher to cover certain topics, always just email the office or comment in, in all of the comments everywhere. Yeah. We see it. Um, and we want to, we want to help educate people on these things. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to post, Brickens going to post a page of, of post a, some stories. a NutriHacker imputed. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just reviewed this week. Um, and the lady happened to be double homozygous CBS. Um, wow. Double homozygous CBS. Her transulpiration pathway will never work. It doesn't work. It can't work. Uh, this this will leave her. So the next thing I'm going to talk to her about, uh, she doesn't know it's her. She doesn't even know I've reviewed it. But... Um, she thinks I, maybe she thinks I have, but I review about 40 of those a week. Um, she, um, it's going to leave her always with a very high homocysteine level. There's nowhere for it to go. It cannot be broken down. And almost no glutathione for detoxification. Um, being homozygous on just one of those will pretty much do the same. But both, wow. I don't even, that's crazy. Um, I see those occasionally, uh, but that's uh, yeah. So if you have a super high homocysteine level, um, yeah, you want to um, you want to figure out what your transulpiration pathway is doing. Look at your CBS, CSC, all that on on NutriHacker. See if they're up there. So CBS will cause a lot of inflammation because you'll have a super high homocysteine level like or if you have a severe b6 deficiency that's another way to get there so um hope all this has helped just another part of the methylation pathway what let's so i think we're we beat this dead horse now i've been talking about it all week on facebook on my videos are there any other good questions um another question about the testing we offer the top tier versus the cheaper tiers of the testing, the CMAs, if you want to run through those. If you just want the CMA, it's, it looks at 48 vitamins, which is a lot more than Spectra Cell looks at. Um, and it's just a lot more sensitive and accurate. It's cheaper too, um, a lot cheaper than Spectra Cell. Um, and um, the CMA with the Redox, that looks at 52 antioxidants. Really, for 150 more, you can get 52 antioxidants. Some of them are not medical. Like, really, some of them I don't even connect with. Like, your wild cherry bark level. Like, I don't care what your wild cherry bark level is. What? So, why not? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know why not. But, um, but it's not a naturally medically occurring human physiology-produced substance. You get it from a cherry bark or a cherry tree. The, shave the bark off with a knife. A Bowie knife and chew on it. Um, or you could probably get in capsules, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, but some of those are not medical, but it's still really handy. So if you can afford the whole thing for 150 more, please get the get the redox panel because it's just a lot more vitamins. And it, gives, it tells me what your, what your antioxidants are, how reduced they are, how oxidized they are. And that's the same as the deficiency. If they're 
super oxidized garbagey. There, that means you're really low in production of it anyway, and you can't. Something's going wrong with your recycling. Like it looks like glutathione to do that. It looks like zinc. You can have a normal zinc level, but a super low oxid um, oxidized level of zinc. So, yeah, I want to see all that. If you have complex medical issues that no one can figure out, especially inflammatory issues where you're really suffering, let me start with basic. Go back to basic. I don't know what's going on with you. I'll just know I'll start with the basics. Mm -hmm. That's what you do and you work up from there. Most doctors start at the top. And I just think they should, I don't know. The guy I did research with in, in California felt the same way. And he was a U.S. assistant surgeon general. Start at the bottom. Go deep. Got to dig. Yeah, go go digging into the basics first. So that's where I learned all this. Man. Okay. Yeah, What? just one more time for people. We've got a couple more people asking about uh, effective glutathione's <laughs> uh, vars glutathione. It's okay. We get people. So so we've done a lot of research um, on the side for fun. It's one of those math equations, like those math equations that no one can ever solve. Glutathione was that to pharmacologists, just no one ever figured out how to do it. Um, and uh, for 60 years, it's been a problem that uh, pharmacologists after pharmacists after Pharmacologists after pharmacists have tried to figure it out. No one's been able to successfully figure it out. They tried so, uh, so when you say glutathione. That. They tried making acetyl glutathione. Uh, those are artificial. They don't work. Yeah. So what you mean by that is in the very controlled experiments of a lab where all the factors of everything can be taken in, into account 100%, right. they can play with reduced glutathione in a deoxygenated environment meaning there's no oxygen in whatever little system that they're using. And so with that, they can see all the ways that glutathione should be working uh, to interact with certain genes, right. to detox certain uh, uh, certain. Oh, they can see it in things. the body to it. And so they can see it in very, very controlled ways. But then when they go to use a glutathione in, in the body with someone through a supplement, through IV, through anything, Glutathione is so reactive that it always oxidizes. It loses its reduced. And it's oxidized form. before they even get it. Exactly. And so IV glutathione that's going through tubing filled with air. It's going in. It's in water with air in it. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. It, it'll oxidize with the air. Most of these super antioxidants oxidize immediately. They're super antioxidants. They're extremely aggressive. They'll grab any air near you or oxygen near you and oxidize. Water, yeah, is H2O, but that's tight H2O. You can't separate it very readily <laughs> away. It's, but there's the free-floating oxygen in water. That's, that's people the don't problem, think about. Or, air, or the air, yeah. nitrogen and oxygen. So, yeah, so ours, bars, so I had rules when we were trying to develop our uh, functional, the first, first and only functional glutathione on the planet. We had to be validatable. No glutathione product had ever had a validation, meaning showed that it could work. Not a successful validation. They may have done it, but they never posted it because it obviously didn't work. Uh, so it had to be had to be proven through validation. Obviously, it had to be absorbable, either orally or topically. It couldn't just be IV or injectable. That's not very user friendly. I want it to be widely user friendly. Um, had to be reduced. So this is bars. V A R reduced all the time until used. So it had to be readily available. Um, and when it gets into, into your skin or your system, 
it's still reduced and and such a flood of it it's getting in that it can't oxidize until you use it because a lot of people can't recycle glutathione properly or make it and so, so that is exactly where the the problem lies some people may take any form of glutathione and have some effect over a long period of yeah, time yeah so your, your yeah. levels will slowly six months slowly yeah they have studies there are studies six months that. wow it increased your level two percent that's uh, great but then glutathione handled through a system exactly like you just described can have that same effect in someone. The system that we have a patent on. Yes, literally within hours. Yeah. The, the detoxification process. Oh, within can, 30 minutes. Yes. Um, You'll but, feel it. And people feel it. And that So that's the difference of a truly functional glutathione versus one that works extremely slowly over time by just increasing yeah. huge levels of it over time. It's not effective. Yeah. It's not effective. So, yeah, in the last part, S, and you don't let me finish that. S mm-hmm. is for stable, shelf stable. Yep. Had to have a shelf life, had to be sellable in a bottle, had to be stable for use and carried around, stuff like that. VARS, V-A-R-S, validated, absorbable, reduced, stable. Yeah, and so, so. with VARS glutathione, you take it uh, for a couple of days and you have those effects for days, for weeks after. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's really the promise and the, the, what's so cool about it. I think it. that what most people feel, oddly enough, it's not supposed to get into your brain, which I'm crying BS on that. They, they feel mental clarity. It's pretty obvious if your glutathione level is low, you use it. It kind of like the first time I used it is like blue, cool blue water rushing through my brain. It was like, oh man, like a cold breeze blew through my brain. It felt really different. <laughs> really cooled me off. It was crazy. And I had mental clarity like nuts. Mm-hmm. So that's because they showed up with a low glutathione level on Spectrocell. Yeah. So, um, um, someone keeps asking about how they can lower cholesterol levels. I know you have several great pieces of content about that too, so I'd suggest to just go look up Dan Purser MD and cholesterol, and you'll find multiple Trying resources. Trying to naturally on increase that. your. Um, I don't know. We had so the guy I worked with, who's the U.S. Assistant Surgeon General, pituitary endocrinologist, is also board certified um, um, cardiologist, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was super smart. And great guy and a U.S. Assistant Surgeon General from Harvard and IH, all that. Anyway, he um, he um, he had this opinion that you don't need a statin, you don't need to worry about your cholesterol, if your hormones are all good, you don't have any inflammatory stuff going on. So, certain truth to that. Um, but if you are you're all worried about your cholesterol, please don't. Usually, it's not worth worrying about. But for men increasing their testosterone production. You use cholesterol to make testosterone, men do. And if you can increase their testosterone production, not give them testosterone, but figure out why it's not working, why they're not producing their own testosterone. I don't believe in manopause. I believe in vitaminopause. So, um, yeah, and you could have some pituitary damage or some damage in between your pituitary and your testicles, but, um, but if you figure out how to get their testosterone up, they'll pull that cholesterol through and down. Their levels will drop. So women, once you go through menopause, not much you can do, but you can just make sure that you don't have a lot of inflammation and other stuff going on if you don't want to take a statin. Otherwise, statin is that am I, you take niacin, high-dose niacin, which is because of plaque regression. Uh, I take that 1,500 milligrams a day of the niacin. CRT from Design Trial, that's really good. You don't get flushed in so much. 
you see me flushed a few times around mm-hmm. here. I turn bright red. <laughs> it's oh, so gosh. funny. And when you talk about lowering cholesterol, you're talking specifically about cleaning your veins and arteries. Uh, I don't know about cleaning is a good word, but it's called plaque regression. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, I'm really into that. There are like seven things, most of them natural, that you can do that cause plaque regression. But I throw, I throw everything into that pocket. I think there's eight, actually. Yeah. yeah I need to write a book on that. But. Any of these topics, I mean, just Google or look up online, Dan Purser, MD, and the topic. And You'll I'm sure something. there's some video of something of us already talking about it. Yeah, yeah plaque regression is cool. Mm-hmm. Because the number one thing that's going to take us all off this rock, or not all of us, but the vast majority of people is heart attack or stroke. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. can figure out how to get plaque regression and get that cholesterol chunks out of there, that plaque... It's a good thing. I think uh, our next live we should do is stump the doctor again because mm-hmm. I think we're just getting a lot of questions that are all over the place. So yeah. I think we should do it. Well, you want to do a, a, a 45 minute or hour stump the doctor? Just yeah. stump the doctor. So come ready with some questions, guys, for next Facebook live or next live. So you're picking the Facebook live stump the doctor. I decided stump the oh, doctor. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I know that it was very popular with our past ones. Uh, that was one of our most viewed uh, podcasts as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Our most listened Stump to. Stump the knucklehead. I mean, <laughs> Stump the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've gotten old. I don't know if I can answer them now. <laughs> Let me just drool on some of them. You'll do your best, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wealth, of, wealth of useless medical knowledge. So, yeah. Okay, thank you very much, all of you, for watching, listening, hanging out. Um, enjoyed it. God bless. Um, and... Um, and Go in good health. It's Dr. Dan Purser. Thanks.